The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. From Richard Flint International. Deep inside you, there's a power. A power you can use to meet every challenge, every roadblock, conquer every obstacle life throws at you. A power to be happy, fulfilled, successful. A power to be everything you want to be. Now, meet the man who wrote the book on human behavior. Behavior never lies. The man who can teach you how to unleash your own power to be. Ladies and gentlemen, Richard Flint. Welcome. This is Richard Flint, and welcoming you to this hour of The Power to Be. You know, this is a show that's about you. It's about your life. It's about your choices. It's about you and your mental, emotional, physical and yes, spiritual health. We want to pick up our show today from where we left off last week. We're, we're talking about heart healthy. And we were talking about the fact that here we are at the beginning of a new year. And I'm sure that most of you have made New Year's resolutions. I mean, it's just something we do. Whether we, we take them as reality or not, we just do them. And I'll bet you that for some of you, your New Year's resolution has been about taking care of yourself, doing a better job of taking care of yourself, and taking care of your health. Because I venture to say with that most people, when they come into a new year, that in that new year, one of their thoughts is always about, I need to do a better job of taking care of me. And that's why uh, this continuation of this program on Heart Healthy is so important. And I'm joined again by my guest from last week, um, Michelle Spear. And Michelle is the founder of Inspirational Health. And Michelle, we talked about this a lot, lot last week, but what is Inspirational Health? Sure. So Inspirational Health is really about my passion for my own health and the passion that I have of wanting to share my knowledge and experience with others so they can become healthier and really so that the world that we live in can become healthier. I want to help others that may feel doomed to their genetics as I once did to help them understand that their genetics is not their destiny and that they do have control over their health. I also want to help others increase their knowledge about health and lifestyle so they can confidently make healthier decisions as they take steps along their health journey. Because health really is a journey. It, is, it isn't a destination. I know that at any time, 
I can take another step on my health journey whenever I'm ready for it, and anyone can do that. A key is taking small steps that can be sustained for the long term, which kind of comes back to the New Year's resolutions, and a lot of people tend to bite off more than they can chew, and so it's just not sustainable. And then another key is the understanding that health takes time and commitment. You know, I could have gone on cholesterol medication a long time ago, and I just knew that wasn't the right decision for me, and I felt it was a Band-Aid and not the solution. So that decision led me to where I am today, where I see my genetics as a blessing, and where I can serve others on their health journey as a wellness coach with inspirational health. So you talk about this being a journey and not a destination. That's right. What's the difference? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, I would say the difference is that there's, there's no end. Uh, we can always improve our health. And even at times where I've thought I'm really healthy, I eventually take steps to become even healthier. So I know that there can always be improvements made. So is there a difference between being fit and being healthy? I think there is, and I think it comes down to these six lifestyle areas that we're going to talk to today. Well, you know, when we were together last Thursday, we talked about the risk factors. And let me just recap these. Uh, We talked about age. We talked about gender. And we talked about family history. Now, the thing that we understood about these three was that these are givens, correct? That's correct. The American Heart Association, you know, says those three aren't modifiable, which makes sense because we're going to get older or we're going to take that alternative path, and I'd like to get older. Yeah, uh, I would too. But, you know, age is something that uh, sometimes we, too many people wait to the later years in life to put an emphasis on their health, correct? Uh, I would say that's true. However, really, it's it's not too late at any age to improve your health. Anything you can do wherever you are at is still going to be of benefit to you. You made a statement that last week that I really liked, and that what that is that the body is made to be healthy. That's right. The uh, you know I've heard it and read it in several books, seen it in documentaries, and that sort of thing. And the body really is made to be healthy, and the body will always do what it needs to do to maintain a healthy state. And, I mean, the fact is sometimes it does need some assistance through medication or that sort of thing. Um, It's just a matter of is that something that we need to rely on or is that something that can just give us that boost we need to then take that natural approach to get us back to our healthy state. So the risk factors, we talked about age, gender, family history, and then we talked about uh, obesity. We talked about high blood pressure, high cholesterol, physical activity, diabetes, and smoking. And these are all risk factors. And when you look at the bottom tier away from those top three, these are all risk factors that we can do something about, correct? Correct. That's correct. Yes, these are all risk factors that in the lifestyle factors we talk about today, 
they can have an impact on those last six common risk factors that the American Heart Association gives us. So last Thursday, we talked about these risk factors. And this was more information. And I think if you really listen to them, and if you didn't have a chance to listen to that show last Thursday, go back and listen to it. Because you need to understand the risk factors and what this is all about. But that was filled with information. And I'm hoping if you listen to it, it was sort of like a wake-up call. It was like an alarm went off inside you to make these an, an, a point of emphasis and importance in your life. And today we want to talk about what would be directional. And, and I, I guess, Michelle, my question is, do you think that most people really take care of themselves? I mean, is there a constant push on many different fronts about your health? Or do you think the average person is really into creating and, and just living what they consider to be a healthy lifestyle? Well, that you know, that's an interesting question because there's kind of two perspectives. And one is we all define healthy differently. So what one person considers healthy, maybe I wouldn't consider healthy or vice versa. So that's, you know, the first piece of it. And then the second piece is, you know, when it comes to a completely healthy lifestyle, I would say that it's a a small and growing percent of people that are really understanding that and living it. Um, I think there's lots of people out there who live pieces of a healthy lifestyle. So it's really a matter of getting more of the pieces and adding them in. So does that play back into what you were talking about, that for the people who are really committed to a healthy lifestyle, it's a journey? That's right. But for the people who it's only a moment, then it's a destination. I want to lose 10 pounds. So when I get to the 10-pound mark, I've done it. I'm better. That's right. And so your emphasis is on more of helping people understand the journey. That's right, right. And really just taking small steps that they can sustain long-term. So it's all about making choices? (laughs) Our life is about making choices, absolutely. Yeah, and so lifestyle can can be a choice? Yes. So how much, how much of... uh, being heart healthy, or just being healthy, do you, from what you understand, how much of that do you attribute to lifestyle? Well, given, you know, the nine risk factors that the American Heart Association lays out for us, and that three of those aren't modifiable, and six of them are, I would say that a lot of it has to do with lifestyle, so if, if you had to define lifestyle, what does that mean to you? Is it just uh, living in the moment or doing what is fun? Or is it much more than that? I would say it's more than that. Um, I would say one way to look at it is knowing that the choices we make today may have an impact on us tomorrow. Um, 
For instance, you know, if you look at a, a more elderly person who doesn't have very good health, part of that is because of decisions and choices they made earlier in their life. And we really don't tend to look at it that way most of the time. So if I go back to your statement that the body was made to be healthy, then decisions that I maybe have made in my yesterday can really affect my body's ability to keep itself healthy? Sure. So the choices that people make today really do play a big part into the life that they're going to have tomorrow. Right. And that's one reason why I said just shortly ago that no matter what age you're at, it's not too late to start making some of those different choices and healthier choices and shifts in your life. So this is why our time together today, we really want to put our emphasis on uh, lifestyle. And you break lifestyle down into, five, uh, into is it six critical areas? That's right, six areas that I break lifestyle into, and those are food, physical activity, stress management, mental attitude, self-care, and then preventative health care. Are there any, as you list these six, are there any particular order to these? Are, are these just the six areas of critical lifestyle? To me, these are just the six areas, and for each person, they need to address them one by one uh, based on where they are at in their life. But that takes an honest evaluation, right? Sure it does. And one of the things we've learned over the years with human behavior is that one of the most challenging things you ever ask a person to do is to be honest about their self. I mean, you, you've probably, in, uh, in working with people, had people tell you, you know what, I eat healthy. But when you look at what they eat, your definition of eating healthy as someone who is a wellness coach, your definition of healthy, it's got to be much different than theirs. Sure it is. And, you know, I think... That's what I said earlier is we define it differently, and I also think mental attitude has something to do with that as well. Okay. Well, let's, let's go through these because I think they're critically important. And uh, if I looked at the six of them, uh, the first one that would come to my mind would be the concept of food, what you put into your body. So talk to us about food. Sure. I, I see food in two different ways, uh, and I'll talk to both of them. The first one is really about what you eat, and something that's really important is the quality of the food. Nowadays, a lot of the food that's grown is grown to be able to be transported long distances, and so it doesn't have the same nutritional value that it did years ago. And another thing that kind of plays into that is the longer it's been since food has been picked, it starts to lose its nutritional value. I read not too long ago that, like, if celery's in the refrigerator for a week, it's lost a lot of nutritional value. So 
those two things really make it important to see how much of your food you can buy local at a farm or a farmer's market through a CSA, which is community-supported agriculture. And another thing with uh, quality of food is, you know, how the food is raised, especially if it's animal protein, beef. Uh, Is it grass-fed? Is it industry-raised? As far as salmon, is it wild-caught or farm-raised? These are things to be aware of. So I go to a farmer's market every week to get as much of my produce and my animal protein as I can, and I can talk to the farmer, the person who actually grows it right there, and I know it got picked that day or the previous day. So, But what I hear you saying, and I think it's a challenge for a lot of people, is that you're, you're asking me to spend more time planning my menus and planning my meals uh, because I'm just used to going to the grocery store, and if I see this and this is what I want, I'm going to pick it up. Um, and I know people talk about the necessity for reading labels, but most people don't read the labels. I mean, it's just there. So it comes back to the concept of the choices with the food. Right. And the reading labels is actually an interesting one because that's another thing with what you eat is, you know, people really should be incorporating more whole foods into their diet, like fruits and vegetables, which, let's be honest, they really don't have a label. And then as they increase those whole foods, they can start to decrease the amount of um, processed foods that they eat. Well, I think this is just so critical because I think our fast-paced society spends too much time with fast foods rather than they do with healthy foods. And we're going to come back to that thought, but we need to pause for a moment and take a break. So you stay right there. And we're going to be right back with Michelle Spear, and we're going to talk some more about this concept of heart healthy. And we're going to dig a little deeper into this concept of food. So don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. One of the things about Star Maker, and it's the thing that we create that I love the most, you feel safe here. I mean, if you listen to some of the stories that are shared, there's some pretty personal stuff. Stuff that we normally wouldn't talk about. But what happens when you're in an environment where you're surrounded by people who really want to improve their life? Star Maker 2015, July 17th through the 19th at the incredible PGA National Resort and Spa at beautiful Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. But remember, there's a limited number of registrations, so do it now. Sign up at www.richardflint.com or call 1-800-368-8255 and ask for Denise. Come join the fast Star Maker 2015. 15. It's an investment in your life. It's an investment in yourself and in your soul. I think if you have the desire to want to grow, take the challenge, take the opportunity. Hello, my name is Gary Gunn, and I've been uh, listening to Richard every morning, probably for about six months now. And he's my partner, and he puts the soul back into my life every day. 
And if you're not taking the morning minute, you sure need to do it. It starts my day every day. I look forward to it, and I recommend it highly for anybody that doesn't have it. You should have it. Sometimes I just kind of think about what it says, and then I realize it really does have something to do with my life every morning of every day. We love the morning minute. It's just a blessing to our lives to be able to give us a great thought to hang on to all day long. Just the morning minute for us, it just kind of sets the day for us. That's where we really like it. The Richard Flint Morning Minute in your email inbox every single morning. You can try it for 21 days absolutely free. The Richard Flint Morning Minute could make your day. Call toll-free 1-800-368-8255 or go to www.richardflint.com and get the Morning Minute. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Hey, welcome back to The Power to Be, uh, where we're interested in you. And we're interested in you having the best life possible. And that's why today this show is just so important to me, because we're continuing our discussion we started last week on heart healthy, Uh, because we all know what happens if your heart stops beating, don't we? And you've got to have a commitment to take care of yourself. And so we're talking about lifestyle and the six components, the six critical areas of lifestyle. And before we went to break, we were talking about food. So, Michelle, what else? Well, another fun thing about going to a farmer's market is you'll most likely discover foods that you've never tried before. And so that's something else that's important is to be adventurous and try new things. Uh, They always say eat a variety of foods so you get a variety of nutrition. Another way they say it is eat the colors of the rainbow. And so I can tell you personally there have been lots of things that I started eating because they had them at the farmer's market and I just never bought them at the grocery store. So – I think, uh, I think people would have a lot of fun with it if they gave it that chance. The next thing with food, after we talk about what you eat, is really how you eat. Because how you eat is really important, and a lot of people don't really think about that. You know, pace is really important when it comes to how you eat. It's, it's not a race, um, even though one of my brothers will always sit there when we eat a meal together and he'll slide his plate away empty and say, I'm the winner, and I just sit there and laugh um, because it's really not a race. The slower you eat, the less you're going to eat because you're going to realize that you're getting full. You know, a lot of people just shovel their food down so fast that they don't even realize they're getting full and they finish everything and then they end up stuffed. And another thing is, When you eat slower, you're actually going to taste the food more, and the flavors will come out as you you eat slower and chew it more. And the thing with chewing is digestion starts in the mouth, and so mixing the saliva with our food is really important because it helps with the digestion process, and the more you chew your food, the more nutrition you're going to obtain from it. And then the last thing really around how you eat is awareness. 
And so often, and I'm not going to say I don't do it because I do it too, we're doing other things when we eat. We're maybe watching TV or we're sitting at the computer working. You know, maybe you're driving and eating. And so when you're not aware that you're eating, your body isn't going to recognize as well that you have eaten. And so you're probably going to end up being hungrier sooner than had you really just taken a little bit more time to focus on the fact that you were eating. So yesterday, when uh, in, in our yesterday, in our past, when we had a world that really uh, was guided by the farm mentality and where families sat down for a meal together, uh, these people really understood more about eating healthy than we do today. Right. Well, and even in other cultures, you know, they take siestas to to have their lunch break and they take time to eat and they get together and eat. They don't work at their desk and eat like so many of us in our culture do. So in our fast-paced society, uh, with everything going so fast and uh, mom and dad, they got soccer games, they got baseball games, they got football they got all these things, so we race through the fast food, and we get the kids something just to eat. Are we teaching children an unhealthy concept about food and what you put into your body? Yes, I would, I would say so. I believe we are. So anything else about food? I think that wraps it up for food. Okay, let's talk about uh, physical activity. Sure, physical activity. Um, I, I see four main benefits from physical activity. The first two are muscle tone and flexibility, and both of those are really a use it or lose it. So if you don't remain physically active, you're going to lose muscle tone and you're going to lose your flexibility. And then the other two benefits I see are cardiovascular health and stress management. So... You know, all of that wrapped together to me just makes physical activity really important. And I'm very fortunate where I really enjoy physical activity. So it's not a challenge for me. From a time standpoint, it may be a challenge. From an enjoyment standpoint, it's not a challenge for me to go out and do something physically active. So so what do you do for physical activity? I, You know, I do a variety of things, and I think that that's important for everyone to be able to have a variety of things that they can go to and as well, like I said, make them things that they enjoy because then each day I'm able to say, oh, I feel like a hike today or no, I feel like yoga. And even yoga is a really wide term when it comes to physical activity because there are many styles of yoga. I do hot yoga. I do non-heated. I do, you know, restorative. So I have a wide variety of yoga, types of yoga I can go to. I go to the gym and do weightlifting. So it's some of the things I tend to do on certain days because it's a class offered at the gym. Outside of that, I, I again, just kind of feel do what I feel like doing that day. So what do you say to the person who says, you know what, I'm not a morning person. And for me to get up an hour early to go work out, forget that. And, you know, I'm more of an, an evening person. But, you know, my days are so stressful. And when I, when I get off work, last thing I want to do is go spend some time working out because, you know, I got to get home. I got the family. 
Sure. You know, that's, that is a tough call. The, the fact is people need to do it at a time when they will do it. So if they're not a morning person, then they shouldn't force it upon themselves in the morning. Um, they should be creative about building it into their day. You know, maybe take a break after lunch and add a walk-in, either through the building they work in or if weather permits outside. My husband, where he works, they have a walking trail outside, and he'll do that during the day sometimes. And uh, he'll also add in flights of stairs every now and then. There's a store that's about a mile from our house, and sometimes we'll walk to the store and pick something up and walk home. So part of it's about just being creative and building it in. Maybe when you uh, go to a store or the gym or somewhere, park further away from the entrance and just add in a little bit of walking. You know, in our society where so many people sit for their jobs, it's really become more important that they add in physical activity. And while the Center for Disease Control has guidelines, and so does the American Heart Association around, you know, these goals. Well, those are great goals. They're just oftentimes for someone who's not exercising much, they're not going to be achievable. And it's going to be like the New Year's resolution where they're biting off more than they can chew. And it's more important and it's okay if people add in short times of physical activity, maybe a couple times into their day, opposed to thinking they need to do 30 or 45 minutes all at once. If you can't do that, don't. Do two times of 10 minutes, and that's better than nothing. I, I have a friend in California that when he's in his office, unless he's working on his computer, he stands up when he works. Uh, he'll be, he'll, you'll watch him. He's on the phone, and he's in his office, and he's walking. Uh, you know, he's doing paperwork, and he's standing up, and he's doing the paperwork. Uh, because I, I think what you're talking about is so important that we spend more time sitting than we do standing. Uh, we spend more time in that position than we do taking care of ourselves. And what, you know, your husband Greg does with uh, going out in the walking trail where he works and even the stairs. I mean, most people, you know, when I was, uh, last time I got a physical, one of the things they, they asked me, can you, can you climb a short set of stairs without getting winded? And it's amazing how many people can't do stairs. And that's, stairs are cardiovascular, are they not? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's a good thing. If you, if you have a job where there's stairs, you know, don't take the elevator. Right. But, Richard, I'm on the 50th floor. Well, take it up to the fifth floor and then grab the elevator. Absolutely. But something that you can do because we really have become a physically inactive society. Now, what about, what about with kids? Oh, my gosh. Do, play catch. Play frisbee. You know, do stuff with your kids. It's great quality time with your kids as well as getting all of you physically active. I think a lot of people have become dependent on the television and computer to kind of be the babysitter or watch the kid or a way for their kid to, you know, pass time. And, you know, I remember growing up, and I'm not 
all that old. Um, we went outside to play when we were kids, and you just don't see that as much anymore, which is a shame. Yeah, because you tell kids, okay, go outside and play. Uh, play what? You know, when I was growing up, we'd get together. If we didn't have a game, we'd create one. We'd make up a game. Right. But for a kid to go out and play today means going out and sitting on the front porch and playing on their device. Uh, and that's outside playing. But, you know, one of the things you talked about in the first show was the obesity factor among kids. I mean, we, we know this is a real challenge today. And so many different groups are trying to get kids to just do, you know, a, a small amount of activity. But how much of this is because of the lifestyle that they have in their home that doesn't challenge them to be physically active? Well, there's that piece. Certainly the parents, you know, can be a role model. And then there's also the piece where they don't have as much physical activity in the school systems as they used to. In Florida, they've cut out recess. And, you know, they've taken even the lunchtime. used to be an hour. Now it's 30 minutes. So we don't, you know, and it just blows my mind because we're creating this lethargic society of children because we're not letting them be physically active. Right, and cutting their lunch hour from an hour to 30 minutes is putting them in a position where they need to eat their food faster, too. So they gobble. Right. Yeah. What else about physical activity? Well, um, the last thing I'm going to touch on there really is related to both food and physical activity. And that's really being flexible and willing to change as you age. Uh, For physical activity, for instance, you might not be able to do the same things that you could do when you were younger, or you may not be able to do it at the same intensity level. So that's why it's really important to listen to, to what your body and your mind wants and go with that. I know I used to do long distance hiking and for several years I haven't been able to do as long of distances and I just need to be okay with that. Yeah. What about stress management? What about the stress management part? So stress management, as you often say, Richard, stress is. We can't avoid it and so how we deal with it and how we manage it is really critical. And it's important to know that stress can make, take many forms. I think a lot of people don't realize some of the forms it can, and things in their lives that can add stress. For instance, uh, when Greg and I walk around our neighborhood, sometimes we'll see some garage doors up. And, you know, people have so much stuff stacked all over their garage that they can't park their cars in there. And that's one thing that's really important to us is our cars are parked in our garage. Thankfully, that's really important to Greg. And uh, it's just amazing, though, when we walk by how I feel myself tensing up and I feel stress in me. And so I can't imagine living with that every day. Well, one of the things I see throughout our society today is that most people don't have control of their life. They've given control of their life away. And in doing that, when I don't have control of my life, I've increased my stress. And the other thing we, we're watching today with interest is, you know, we're sitting in a room here with fluorescent lights in it. And research has told us that that fluorescent light increases your stress level. And this is why I think it's important that 
periodically you get up and take a break no matter what you're doing. And stress to me is the result of when we don't deal with things. So um, we got a, about a minute and a half here, so let's go a little deeper into the stress management until we have to go to break. Actually, I'm going to take off of something you just said real quick. Oh, wow. So the fluorescent lighting, you're right. And actually, when I used to work in the corporate environment, there are like rose-colored fluorescent lights that are better for you. And so I always used to fight to try and get those into at least my office, if not throughout all the offices. And um, and another thing you just hit on, you know, if you do work, it, it's good to Take a five-minute break every hour and add in just a little bit of movement, even if that's just going to fill up your water glass and go to the restroom. Make sure that it happens at least once every hour. Well, and because that's important because one of the things we've learned about stress, it can kill you. And, you know, if you had no stress in your life, you'd still die <laughs> because the human body needs stress but it needs us to be able to control the stress. And when someone tells you, you need to get rid of all the stress on your life, just know they want you dead. And it really is about managing your stress. And I'm not sure people understand what it means to manage their stress. So we're going to pause and take another break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion on these six critical areas that deal with lifestyle. So stay right there. Don't go away. We'll be right back. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. When Richard Flint walks on stage, no one is quite prepared for what's about to happen. If you've ever been there, you know what I'm talking about. It's about getting a little uncomfortable, experiencing emotions you haven't felt in years, even questioning your direction in life. And then, through Richard's how-to instructions delivered in his down-to-earth grassroots style and a wisdom that sounds a lot like common sense, you finally get it. You realize, all is not lost, there's hope for you yet. No one who has ever been in the presence of Richard Flint is left untouched. That's why being in a Richard Flint audience can change your life. And booking Richard is easy. Pick up the phone right now and call Denise at 1-800-368-8255 or visit www.richardflint.com for details. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? Behavior never lies. Wow. Is that heavy or what? Now think about it. You can't argue with it, can't dispute it, you can't ignore it. You know it's absolute truth and it applies to every person living on the planet. And now, there's a book about it. Behavior never lies. Written by the grassroots expert on human behavior himself. The man who gave us this philosophy. His name is Richard Flint. And in this book, Richard gives you his insight into why this number one Flint philosophy is so important for all of us to understand. Behavior never lies. Look, if you're brave enough, get the book and read it. Go to www.richardflint.com or give Denise a call at 1-800-368-8255. Oh, and just for your information, if you really don't like to read that much, 
Ask Denise about the audio version on Flash Drive. Isn't it about time you invited Richard Flint into your life? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We're on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Hey, welcome back to this hour of The Power to Be, where we're talking about heart healthy. We're talking about taking care of yourself. And we're talking about making sure that you have a life uh, that doesn't end too soon because you haven't taken care of yourself. And so far, we've talked about food. We've talked about physical activity. And we were talking about stress management Uh, before we went to break. So, um, Michelle, anything else on stress management? Sure. Some of the other ways that, you know, stress, our bodies can be stressed um, or we can experience stress are from toxins, uh, chemicals and products that we use, beauty products that women put on their face or body. Another is pesticides in, um, you know, foods. And so that's one reason, another reason for me why I like to go to the farmer's market is I know I'm getting organic food that hasn't, doesn't have a lot of pesticides on it. So that's, a, you know, an easy way to try and at least decrease the toxins. Another is relationships and your support system. You know, are the people in your life supportive of you or do they kind of bring you down and cause you more stress? And then financial is another big one. Uh, that causes a lot of people stress because so many people today live paycheck to paycheck. So it's it's really important for people to, again, manage their stress and figure out what helps them manage it. You know, laughter is really good. What kind of physical activity might help them with stress management? Every You could even take breaks during your workday to do some slow, deep breathing, which will help bring your body to a more relaxed state, or a lot of people meditate. So, you know, it's really just a matter of experimenting and trying and seeing what works best for you to help you manage your stress levels. There's a uh, video on TED Talks by Kelly Mc- McGonigal, and she talks about stress And she talks specifically that it is our mindset around stress that is important. And she also talks about the importance of social connection in helping us to deal with our stress. So I highly recommend going out and looking at that video. So when we're talking about these things, we're we're talking about really creating a disciplined lifestyle? I would say, yeah, there's definitely discipline in there for sure. Because, you know, so many times it's like the New Year's resolutions. You know, we, we make the decision for the moment. And, and a lot of times we make it because we feel guilty. Uh, but that guilt will go away before long. Uh, and, we, I, you know, I found this. When you make a, a New Year's resolution and then you don't do it, uh, there is some stress that goes with that. Because you keep reminding yourself, well, this was going to be the year that I was. And then we don't get around to it. Right. Yeah, li- I, living a healthy lifestyle definitely takes commitment. 
And the other thing I would say is don't expect perfection because you're not going to be perfect and you're only going to beat yourself up when you're not perfect. So I personally live by the 80-20 rule and sometimes it's higher than that. Sometimes it's lower than that. Overall, it's an 80-20 rule though so that I do allow myself to have, you know, those desserts when I want them or, you know what, maybe I was... I don't have time to exercise today and tomorrow and the next day, and it it just is, and that's okay. So you need to have that commitment and also know that you're not going to be perfect and not going to achieve 100%. So does that 80-20 rule mean that uh, 20% of the time I do what I know I should do and 80% of the time I do whatever I want? (laughs) For some people, it might mean that. For me, it's the opposite of that. (laughs) Okay. What about, because the stress management and what you're talking about plays right into the mental attitude. Yes, it does. You know, mental attitude is uh, really important and key because I could have easily taken the approach years ago of being a victim to my genetics and just going on cholesterol medication. And I, I just didn't want to do that. I knew for me that that wasn't the right answer. And so my mental attitude had to be shifted. And so, you know, a lot of times it's, do you see the glass half full or the glass half empty? There's a book by Marcy Shimoff called Happy for No Reason. And she says that it takes numerous positive experiences to overcome a single negative one. So it becomes, that just tells you how important it is to have, you know, a positive outlook and to see the positive in things that happen in your life. Well, that's a challenge because our world today is positioned to get us to see the negative. It's almost like that a big part of the world doesn't want you and I to be positive because when we're positive, we're upbeat. When I'm upbeat, my personal power is just running wild. But when I'm negative, you can own me emotionally. <laughs> right. And it's it's interesting because when I'm around someone and they say something that's negative, you know, sometimes I'll just let it go. And then there are other times where I will try and twist it to a positive so that, you know, they can see, well, it, it could have actually been worse. Do you try to keep negative people out of your life? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. They're, they're toxic. And they are, because I don't care how positive you are. You give a negative person space in your life, and without you even knowing it, they nibble at you, and they nibble at your spirit. So this lifestyle of having a mental attitude, a positive attitude, where every day you're looking for opportunities, and every day you're looking for the good, you're not searching for the bad. Uh, as far as everything in this lifestyle, I mean, that would affect the food, it would affect the physical activity, even the stress management. Right. And another thing around the mental attitude, which kind of, you know, is the whole 80-20 rule for me, is forgiveness. And forgiveness is a big part of mental attitude. Louise Hay writes a book called You Can Heal Your Life. And she says that all dis-ease comes from unforgiveness and how important it is that we forgive not only people in our lives and maybe things that they've done to us, 
we also need to forgive ourselves. And so that's why I created that 80-20 rule for myself, because that allows me to have that 20% of playtime, shall we say, without having any guilt. Well, and when I cannot forgive myself, I keep replaying the pain. And every time I replay the pain, it just makes me more and more negative. So what about self-care? Sure. Self-care is what you refer to as your personal room. That's how I see self-care. It's time for you. Time for you to recharge yourself so that you can better serve the others in your life, really. And there's a lot that plays into self-care. It's And again, everyone's going to kind of make their own list of what self-care they really like and works for them. There's uh, some that are real over-encompassing for everyone, and sleep would be one, and hydration is another, as well as food and physical activity. Um, Those are four that I put into self-care that um, I think everyone should, and then from there, it's really just finding what you like, what you prefer, what works for you. Is this about making yourself a priority in your own life? It absolutely is about making yourself a priority, and it's also about being willing to say no sometimes. <coughs> we, uh, you choked <laughs> me up. <laughs> sure. You know, a lot of times people, they feel like they need to say yes. They feel like they need to help everyone else and put everyone else ahead of themselves and it's really important them, for them to know that it's okay to say no and to put themselves first and that that is not selfish. Do you think that's a bigger challenge for women? I think it probably is because, you know, we tend to be raised to take care of the kids and the husband and everyone else before ourselves, which is probably why heart disease is, is so common among women at this point. Because there's time for everybody in our life except us. Right. Yeah, and, you know, Michelle, I think there's a great correlation, if it could be done, the study, between that and the, the health disease within women. So what about preventative health care? Preventative health care, uh, to me, is becoming more aware and in tune with your body Because you spend 24-7 with your mind and your body, and so you know yourself best. And so part of that is, you know, when it comes to your healthcare professionals, being willing to ask questions and being willing to question the answer you get from them if you don't understand it or if you don't agree with it, you should be in a partnership with your healthcare professional and it's really important that you are and that you're comfortable with that person. Another thing with preventative health care you said earlier is having an annual physical and making it a priority. And not only having that annual physical, one of the action steps from last time was knowing your family's health history. And if there's some health things that you know run in your family – Maybe you should be more proactive about having those screenings done. For example, um, colon cancer runs on my dad's side of the family, and so I've had two colonoscopies done, and I'm only 46 when 50 is typically when you have your first one done. 
So the last thing with um, the preventative health care is, you know, get copies of your, your test results. So often we go to the doctor and we they tell us what our results are and they say, oh, you're fine, this, that, and we walk out the door. Well, get copies and be able to reference back to it. I personally put blood test results in a, an Excel spreadsheet. So I've been able to track over time and see my improvement and I can see what my high was and what my low was. And it doesn't really take that much time to do that. And then I feel like I have so much more information that's powerful for me. So when we talk about the lifestyle, the food, the physical activity, stress management, mental attitude, self-care, preventative health care, as a wellness coach, are these the things that you look at and you help people with? Yes, absolutely. We look at, you know, where they're at, what what their goals are, and um, we just start, t- you know, addressing what makes the most sense for where they're at at that point in time first and just go one by one. So you really become a guide for these people. You don't tell them what to do, but you guide them through helping them look at their lifestyle? That's right. Right, and bringing more balance into their life. So let's say I'm a listener out here, and I'm really intrigued by what you're talking about, and I wanted to reach out to you. How can I find you? Sure. I have uh, my website is Inspirational Health, which is I-N-S-P-E-A-R-A-T-I-O-N-A-L, health.com. And so people can go up there and see more information. I have a free gift for the listeners of the radio show. And um, let's just touch on last week's action steps were to take a risk assessment, know your family's health history, and know your numbers. And then this week's action steps are to take small, sustainable steps to manage your risk. And the three steps this week are to take steps to buy food local, take steps to add walking into your day, and take steps to make time for yourself. And that free radio gift uh, that people have, there are resources in there that will help them with all of these action steps, point them into directions that will give them some more information. And when they sign up for that free radio gift, they'll also get the free email gift that people get when they sign up on my email list on my website. And so that free gift for the listeners of the radio show, if you go to my website and then put in a backslash free radio gift, then there's a form page there where they can sign up for that free radio gift. And that, that website again is? Inspirationalhealth.com. And then a backslash? Backslash free radio gift. All is one word, no spaces. Wow. I mean, can you see the need sometimes to have someone like a Michelle Spear in your life who really just challenges lifestyle? Um, because being heart healthy is about challenging your lifestyle. And, uh, you know, I can't uh, express my gratitude to Michelle for what she's given us last week and then again this week and uh, helping us to understand what it means to be uh, heart healthy. And I hope you'll reach out to her. But I would also like to hear from you. If you have questions 
or comments that you'd like to ask me, just email me at solutions at richardflint.com. Solutions at richardflint.com. Now, next Thursday, we're going to talk about the soul of a champion. We're going to talk about this group of people who tend to excel, and we make them better than we are. They're not. They just have a level of discipline and commitment. So I'm going to share with you through my research what I have found that really makes these people want to go forward with their life. So next Thursday, we're going to talk about the soul of a champion. Now, I'm going to ask you again, have you visited my website, richardflint.com? Take a tour of it. See what all is there for you, because I think you'll find some very, very interesting things there. And check out my book, The Truth About Stress, because it'll really help you. So until next Thursday, this is Richard Flint, and I just want to remind me, and you, I got to remind myself sometimes too, there is a better life awaiting you when you're willing to unleash your power to be. See you next week. Any questions? Call our people at Richard Flint Productions, 1-800-368-8255, 1-800-368-8255, or visit us at www.richardflint.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.